I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm really excited. Uh, we've had uh, Jim Hancock as a regular commentary uh, provider here on the Price of Business show for quite some time. He's incredibly savvy in the technology space. And uh, recently he has uh, uh, begun to join us to do actual interviews on a regular basis about his research and work in the technology space. He's a leading authority in this, in this space. His website, by the way, is jlhancock.com. That's jlhancock.com. He's an author. Uh, he's an author of uh, primarily uh, novels, in fact, uh, that deal a lot with uh, issues that relate to technology and national security and a lot of these issues. And during his time in the military, Jim worked away in the dark, dark corners of the government intelligence communities. He learned two Asian languages and eventually conducted over 100 combat operations with special operations forces in Iraq, Afghanistan, and the Philippines. And so he has a fascinating background. Um, love having him on the program. Love doing this work with him. And, again, you can learn more about him at jlhancock.com. Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always loving it. love having on the program J.L. Hancock. He is uh, an author who really uh, bridges the gap uh, when it comes to uh, uh, individuals learning about technology in a way that is extremely interesting. It, 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 it's fascinating, honestly, his approach. Uh, he's one of these writers. My favorite kind of – first of all, I'm not a huge fiction fan. I do gravitate towards nonfiction, but there are examples of fiction that I really enjoy, and they are uh, examples of which uh, I'm reading them for entertainment, and, uh-oh, I learn stuff along the way, <laughs> and, and he is a master at that. And, uh, JL, always glad to have you on the program. Talk about your work real quickly. Uh, we uh, always include that at the beginning, but I, I want you to talk about it real quickly in our opening here, um, and also your best website for more information. Yeah, uh, my name is, like I said, J.L. Hancock, uh, author and a technology consultant. I've written a book called The Hawk Enigma. It's a military techno thriller, but very based in a lot of the technology applications and different types of emerging technology that are currently uh, impacting the world today. And you can find more about it at my website, jlhancock.com. Yeah, the vast, vast majority of those kind of works uh, just gives the reader enough information to uh, make the story credible. And that's because they don't know much more than that. <laughs> and, and you right. take a different approach, and I think it's really uh, very interesting. Okay, so, uh, and I do want to mention that, uh, you know, we've been getting great feedback from your work, and uh, also, in particular, when it comes to the military, we got another segment coming up uh, later about that. Um, but let's talk about this uh, this first topic you have for us, digital twins. You're, you mentioned that to me uh, today. Set the stage for us. Certainly. So a digital twin is something that is coming up a lot in different elements of planning and city planning scapes, but also in different military applications. But um, it is going to be a fundamental component in things like 6G. Uh, what a digital twin is, is the ability to take uh, imagery and in certain cases stitch it together. So you could take a, whether it be a drone feed or take a um, LiDAR, some other type of technology, and you can scan a particular area, and then you create 
a virtual representation of that space that is three-dimensional and in many cases extremely accurate. And you're able to feed it into a an interface like um, Unreal or Unity. Now, for those who don't know, Unreal and Unity are the the engines that are used to create video games like Call of Duty or some some of the more famous, or Grand Theft Auto or some of the more um, famous games, or actually almost all games nowadays are used using Unity and, and Unreal. But what's interesting is you can take um, information that you have that is open source or information that is available through like the collection, uh, your personal collection, stitch it together using different software, and then put it into these engines so that you can interface with that area. Now, why is that interesting? The interesting thing about it is you can do city-level planning with that information. You can constantly be updating it to have do change detection in, in particular areas of the city. You can show, show how roads have degraded. You can show how um, potential areas for even something as sophisticated as radio wave propagation. So if you're trying to so for the digital twin aspect of um, 6G is they're very interested in being able to plan out how cellular coverage can and proper RF propagation can give you the best experience on your cellular, cellular network. And in order to do that, they need to know how the radio waves are actually transmitting throughout the city. Right now they do that by taking something like an engineering handset from, and then driving around the city themselves and mapping out how good the coverage is across the city at the ground level. Um, and they, they call that a survey, or you call that a drive test, and then a drive test survey, rather, so combining all three of those terms. And so you do a drive test, and you'll collect that information. However, in the future, they don't want to have to use the resources of sending people or uh, phones constantly out in the network to gather that information. Uh, they want to be able to do that synthetically, and that's where these digital twins come in. Um, they, it is going to be critical for um, having the, any of these environments to have a digital version of any environment that you're building because you want to be able to manage changes. You want to be able to, uh, you want to be able to re uh, respond to disaster. Um, it is, it's going to, but the interesting thing about it is you can, across the entire electromagnetic spectrum, you can apply different types of sensors and technologies in these digital spaces for for virtually nothing for cost, test them out to determine if they work well, and then employ that in the real world. Right now, the only way to do that is to say, okay, this is our best guess, and this is where we're going to put it, and hopefully it solves all the problems. And sometimes it doesn't, and you spent a lot of money to get there. And these synthetic environments will dramatically decrease the cost. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. And so uh, a lot of the, you know, I can't talk. Uh, a lot of the development of new technologies is predicated on uh, determining in, effect, you know, in advance uh, how effective it's going to be, functionality is going to be. Um, and, uh, you know, the more accurate the quest for those things are, the more expensive they are. And so it just makes perfect sense that the more virtual they can come or, or become uh, and the more realistic that is in its uh, virtual, you know, in being virtual, uh, man, that's going to be a dramatic price driver and make it easier for uh, products and services to come to market. There's a lot of benefits to it, especially because of the fact that it, 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 it allows you to have a, yeah, like a, a completely just modeled version of any environment that you have. For the military, think about really large assets that they may have, like a ship, and they're trying to say, okay, we recognize that this has been damaged. 
how bad is the damage. We need to see what it looked like before the damage took place. And so they could re- reference those digital twins and be able to say, okay, I know for a fact that this is what this is what it looked like. And the difference is between that and when it comes out of blueprints from the factory is the blueprint is what it was intended to look like. But then when they actually built something, it looks slightly different because there were certain tweaks that had to be done along the way. But then mm-hmm. there's the damage that takes place over time. All those things need to be documented, and this offers the ability to do that. It's fascinating to me. Talk a little bit about countries that do this. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, it, it sounds like ethnocentricity, as you well know. Uh, we know the U.S. is doing this. <laughs> you know, uh, this is one thing we are more than willing to invest in is in uh, technology, particularly, you know, for uh, military, but in general. But whether, you know, I would think the United States in particular would have an advantage over a lot of other countries in this space. Uh, I don't, I, I think that just from a general technology standpoint is something that we have been as a country messing with a lot. Uh, however, last week I was at the Consumer Electronics Show and I, I saw a lot of examples of digital twin technology from uh, a lot of other countries. I, I mean, that was to be expected. I mean, this is something that's going to become a standard within 6G and it's been done with drones for an extremely long time. And so you'll see pretty much any anyone who has access to a drone really can do and build a digital twin. Now, whether or not they're using that for infrastructure purposes or if they're doing that solely for the purpose of recognizing their, their territory, then that, that, that's, that's a different conversation. Farmers actually use this technology a lot in order to identify uh, the, the shape of their land, to identify areas in which water is uh, effectively getting to their plants or not, or to their crops or not. Um, LIDAR is particularly good for that. And, and so it's something that you, you've seen, it's global. It's, you won't see it in less developed countries, but it is something that you'll see pretty much everywhere in the future. Yeah, and I guess the technology, I mean, in order to build the things that, that these other countries are building, uh, this technology across the board is cheaper than the development of that technology. So that makes perfect sense. What are some takeaways that you, uh, you know, want to uh, convey to the listeners as we begin to wrap it up? Uh, when it comes to digital twins, the big thing to keep in mind is just that uh, they're – I think you jokingly say that this is us getting closer and closer to the matrix, but <laughs> the reality <laughs> is that <laughs> the, the reality is, is, is modeling is something that has to be done, and the benefit of it for something like robotics is you can train robots in these synthetic environments before you ever put them in the field. And, and so it, it, it gives the ability for technology developers to do things significantly less expensively than they could in the past. And that, as well as it helps people working on infrastructure within, within government and within, within industry to solve problems in a way that is much more efficient. And that is the, the greatest benefit of this. And that's why there, it's a critical component in 6G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I like that Matrix quote. We might use that in the promotion of this. <laughs> We're getting closer to the Matrix. Let's face it, that's the stuff people want to see and hear. Uh, you know, we all love to be terrified, right? And so, uh, but that, uh, but you meant it in a good way. So, you know, the, you know, there there was great advances that can come through that, and uh, I find that analogy very fun. I love every time we have you on. We always get great feedback. You bring such unique perspective. Uh, give your website one more time as we wrap it up. Yeah, jlhancock.com. 
Yep, make sure you check check him out. Check out his work. Very interesting. Uh, again, if you like to be entertained with good fiction, but also want to learn while doing that, uh, there is no uh, more entertaining way than uh, JL's work. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.